praise the Lord. I love to feel what I feel in this place through the worship and feel I love what I feel like through the songs. God is already, we already know he's here. We've met him here today and he's met us here today and I'm so glad for that. Today, if you will, turn with me to Ezekiel chapter 37. I'm going to read a couple of verses and then we'll pray and you may be seated. The Bible says Ezekiel 37 and 1. Bible says, <clears throat> the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them around about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. And as we go to prayer today, I'm going to speak to us for a few minutes from this thought, can these bones live today? Let's go to prayer, Lord. I ask you to touch us and anoint us today. Lord, I ask you to touch me as this earthly vessel today, Lord Jesus. I ask you to minister, Lord Jesus, in this service, Lord. Lord, I ask you right now, Lord Jesus, to touch us and anoint us today. And Lord, I ask you right now, Lord Jesus, to minister, Lord Jesus, to everyone under the sound of my voice today. And Lord, I ask you right now to touch and anoint, Lord Jesus. And we ask you to minister right now, Lord Jesus, in this service, Lord. And we allow you to feel your presence, Lord Jesus, and allow us to anoint, be anointing flow through this building. And we ask you to pour your spirit upon us today in the remainder part of this service, Lord. And Lord, in Jesus' name today we pray. Amen. Amen. You may, Lord, you may be seated today. In Ezekiel 37, I read this, this verse. As, as I began to read, I read the first three verses. And, and this, this is a, Ezekiel is the prophet. He's, the Lord allows him to see a vision. And he carries him to this, to, this, to this valley. And the Bible says, you know, that the valley was full of dry bones. You know, we look at our life and we look sometimes in, in, our, in, in our life, we look at things and God allows us sometimes to see things in life. And we allow, we allow us to see the future sometimes, sometimes in our future. Sometimes he allows us, he, he shows us things, not much as I have a couple times God has ministered that way through me to me. But some people he, God uses that more in. But, but look, God used this in Ezekiel. He, he, he's using this as a vision to... To show Ezekiel some things in life and show him the children of Israel, and, and you know later we'll talk about that. But he, here he was; he was showing him in this vision, this valley of dry bones. You know, when you walk into a dry a valley in, a, in the desert, you know you probably you know it's probably a dry and dreary place to be. And you know we find ourselves looking at that in life. We find ourselves just looking, you know, at this vision. You'll be like, why would you want to go? this valley of dry bones why is God carrying me to this see showed me this valley why is he showing me in this this area of my life what is this what can I get out of this and sometimes we find ourselves just like Ezekiel we find ourselves looking at a, a valley of dry bones we look at everything we see you know seems like it's coming against us and he said and the Bible says in verse 2 as I read he says I caused me he caused me to pass them round about and behold there were many open in the valley and lo they were very very dry 
And what the, what the scripture is saying some is is here is he he allowed me to I think allow me to see more than just visual from a from an upper view. You know, sometimes sometimes we look at this and in my mind sometimes I've looked at this as you know kind of like an aerial shot of this valley of these dry bones because the Bible talks about these dry bones. But here in the scripture, he says he walked through and he walked through the valley of the valley of bones and and kind of allowed him to I think to get a little closer look. And so sometimes in our life, you know, we find ourselves, you know, God maybe sometimes we need God to give us a little closer look of the things in our life. Give us a little closer look of where what needs to direct us today. And we find ourselves like sometimes like in this vision, we're looking at everything around us as dry bones. But we find ourselves, you know, looking at this and looking at our life sometimes. And we're looking at it, and the Bible says these bones were very dry. That means they wasn't fresh bones they wasn't you know not trying to be graphic or horror you know today but but these bones wasn't just you know they just didn't die just yesterday these bones had been here for a while they had been in this valley and they had dried and they wasn't just they, you know you know we know the bible and we look at the bible and we know god raised you know he raised people from the dead after they just died he raised people after they've been dead three days he raised people up after, you know, but you know, after they've been bed, you know, he was, you know, four days. But in Scripture, you know, we look at this, and this, this, these has been dead more than four days, because <laughs> these bones were dry. They were, they had been there for a while, and they were scattered across the valley. And he looked at him in the vision, and he said, "Son of man, can these bones live?" And today, as I, that's my title today is, "Can these bones live?" And we look at our life and in, 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 the, in the story or in the vision here, he says, I, and I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. And what he's saying here is he's saying, you know, we look at it, well, he says, you know, you know God if they can live or not. You know, you're the one that knows. You're the one created life. You're the one, you know, we look at this and how we look at sometimes, we look at situations. We look at situations in our life like when we, we kind of get confronted with this question, is this going to change in my life or is this going to How's this going to work out for me? We know God knows the end from the beginning. We know we know that, and we look at that. And when God says, when God asks us this question, "Can these bones live?" We say, "We know that He can. You know that they can, God." But one thing He's saying here in this verse is He's saying, He's saying that, you know, this is out of, you know, in my abilities, no, they cannot live. I cannot create anything. I cannot do anything in this situation. But God, you can. Yes, thank you, Jesus. you know, sometimes you know, we look at this as you know, God, you just know if they can or not. Mm-hmm. But here I'm looking at this today, and you know, I'm telling to say this is you know, sometimes we look at this situation, we look at these very dry bones, and we look at them at the point of life, like you know, no, I cannot accomplish anything. I cannot make these bones live again. But you can. You are the God that can. Mm-hmm. Then the Bible says in verse four, I'm gonna read a couple more verses, and it says, and again he said unto me. Prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the words of the Lord. Verse 5 says, Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with sin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Here we read this scripture, and what he's telling the prophet to do is he's telling him to tell these bones. He's telling him to speak to these bones. 
And he says he's not telling them what to do yet. He's just telling them to speak to these bones. He says, tell them what, what I'm going to do. Tell them what I'm going to do into this situation. He says, just speak to these bones and say, the Lord, the Lord saith unto these bones. He says, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. So then he, here he is he, as he speaks to these dry bones. You know, could you imagine standing in a valley of dry bones and speaking to this? Sometimes, you know, and you know, we look at speaking to situations in our life and we look at, you know, talking to someone about our situation. But here God is asking him to speak to the dry bones, speak to the problem. Speak to what we see that cannot come forth. And what, what we know that we cannot change, he's saying, speak to that situation in your life. So then in verse 7, he said, so I then the prophet said, I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. Or the, this word prophesied is not like giving the future. This prophesied is like preaching to the, the bones. That's what he's telling him. He says, I preached, or put the change that word. He says, I preached as I was commanded, or I spoke to the bones as I was as I was as it was prophesied. Then there was a there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. That's the first thing happened when he spoke to the bones. When his faith went forth, the bones began to there being a came a shaking and could you imagine this bone that these bones are scattered over this whole valley and all of a sudden bones just start coming together and coming together and hooking up to the not just to any any ordinary bone but connecting back to where they belong connect back in their situation so when we speak to our situation sometimes when God we put it in his hands and we speak to it as he commands us to they will a shaking happen these bones will come back together and these bones will will come to become to his own bone, not just any ordinary bone, but it will come to the situation, and it will be his will will come forth. The shaking came before the anointing came on him. In Judges 16, as we look at this, Judges 16 and 20, we talk about Samson. The Bible said, and she said, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as other times before and shake myself. You know, and we read that the next part of that scripture, the rest part of that scripture is, you know, he wished not that the Lord had departed from him. Sometimes there has to be a shaking in our life. And here this, before this, before this, in this, in this prophecy that I read in the text, before the bones became to come, came together, there was a shaking. And so in our lives, sometimes we have to have a shaking that happens in our life. We have to have something to shake us awake. Sometimes we've been rocked to sleep by this world, and sometimes we felt like the enemy has just sung lullabies to us till we fell asleep. But God is trying to shake us as a church. He's trying to shake us as a nation. He's trying to shake us as the church of the living God back awake. He's trying to shake us to a point that so his will can come place. This shaking says, I'm getting ready to work. We heard this shaking and this rattling and this noise coming together. He said, I'm ready to go to work. I'm ready to do something, make something happen in our life. I'm, I'm ready to symbolically shake off the dust. And that's what happened when I feel like when this, these bones started coming together, there was a shaking and there was a loud noise because they was shaking off the old dust. 
And sometimes we have to shake off that dust in our life. We have to shake off what is what the, the things that came upon us in our life. It's the things that's, that's, that's been drawing us down. Isaiah 52 and 2 says, Shake thyself from the dust. Arise and sit down, O Israel, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. We must shake ourselves and arise to do what God wants. We must shake it off, shake off the dust. God told David in 2 Samuel 5 and 24, he says, And let it be when thou hearest the sound of, of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt bestir thyself, bestir thyself, or shake thyself. For then shall the Lord go out before thee and smite the host of the Philistines. He says you must be, be woken, wakened, be shooken awake, and then God can work in your life. God can move in your life. So after, after the shaking come forth, we find the bones coming together. We find after the shaking, after the waking in their life, the, you know, because God, he said, I will breathe life into them. But before he could breathe life in them, he had to bring them back to the, together. And they had to become a structural. They had to come back in their bones, had to become upon bones. And they had to become that. Their spinal, our spinal column is our support system. And sometimes in life we find ourselves being shaken awake and we find we got to get back to our support system. we got to get back to what supports us and what, what gives us the strength to stand. And that is the church. we got to get back to where God wants us in our life. Verse 8 said, And when I beheld, or the scripture I read in, in Ezekiel, and I beheld, lo, the sinews of the flesh came up upon them, and it covered, and the skin covered above, them above, but there were no breath in them. Then what happened next is the sinews, which are the tendons and the, the things in the life, they surrounded the, the flesh. And we're, you know, I'm getting, because it's kind of a graphic story you know when you talk about okay there's bones there's just a skeleton standing there and now now there's tendons all of a sudden just starts forming around these these bones and and then the skin covers them and so sometimes you know but there was still not no breath in it here's just this being standing there it's got tendons and it's got skin now and it's got it's got bones a covering is god's protection and we have God's protection. When that skin comes around, that's what protects the inner, inner, inner organs and inner tendons and things in our life. And that's what God put on, the, on this being as he's creating them. And I'm talking about them creating them in kind of steps today. And I know I may be time taking this text a little bit out of court, a little different than you ever heard it preached. But I feel like God is wanting to speak something to us. He's wanting it to us to, to be shaken together, back together. And then he wants to put a protection around us and covering. Psalms 34 and 7 says, The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and, and delivereth them. And he delivereth them. He says in verse 8, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. You know, we are blessed and we're trusted him, but he is, he campeth all around us. We know that he's there to protect us. 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3 says, But the Lord is faithful. Who shall establish you and keep you from evil? You know, here, this, that's one thing we have. We have the Lord is faithful. It doesn't matter what we face. It doesn't matter what we're, we're going against. When we put our full trust in God, God will cover us with protection. I pray a protection over our church. I pray a protection over everyone in this building. I call your name in prayer every day.
every person in this building, I call your name every day, and I said, Lord, dispatch a hedge of protection around them today. Because God, I know God is our covering. God is our protector. He is the one that protects us from things. And so God had to put that protection around this, these men that he was bringing back to life. He had to put that protection around them first. And then the Bible says, Then he said unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, then say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breathe the breath upon these, the slain, that they may live. Verse 10 says, So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath, and breath came unto them, and they lived and stood up on their feet, an exceeding great army. God promises, you know, to, he promised us, he gave us that promise that he would fill us with a new spirit. Thank you, Jesus. In Ezekiel chapter 36, the Bible says, A new heart also will I give you. A new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. Verse 27 says, And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues. And ye shall keep my, ju keep my judgments and do them. He will give us a new heart. Give us a new spirit. And he breathes life into us. He promises, you know, in, jo in Job, I mean, a Joel chapter Joel they prophesied that he will pour his spirit out upon all flesh. And again in Acts two we find in early part of Acts two we find that being fulfilled. We feel that spirit being poured forth onto the the church in Acts two. But that's that the scripture is not just for Acts two. That scripture is for us here today. We need a new spirit poured upon us, and God will breathe a new breath into our life. And as He breathes this breath into our life. That's what he's creating, that new heart, that new spirit. And they lived again. And these creatures, these, these, this army, this massive army was a massive army because God breathed life into them. And today it doesn't matter how bad we've, we're, how far we feel like we're away from God. It doesn't matter how far we feel like we've drifted and things that's got, how much dust we have on us. God will breathe a new life into us. He will breathe a new spirit into us. And he is wanting to do that here today. It would begin, it all begins with their repentance and their water baptism and the reception of the Holy Spirit regenerates them and empowers them with a new life. When we repent and we, our sins are washed away and we receive that gift of the Holy Ghost, we are a new heart, a new wind, a new breathe, a new life regenerates inside of us. And we are empowered to do new things. John 15 and 16 says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. God is not, we, not, we haven't chosen him. He chose us. He went to the cross for us when we were yet sinners. But he says he chose us and he ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and your fruit shall, should remain. Today I'm here today to tell someone today, it doesn't matter how dusty you feel like or how far you feel like you've drifted. God is here. To, he's really here to, to strengthen you. He's here to give you a covering of protection. He's here today to give you a new spirit. It doesn't matter how far you feel like you've drifted today, how far you're away from God, God is here today to give you that new energy, give you that new spirit in your life, give you a new, new drive and everything today. I ask you today, can you live? 
Can these bones live today? In your life, you know, you have to answer that question for yourself. Can I walk this walk today? Can I go down this road today? Can I move this, go this thing? Can I handle this situation today? Can I make it through this night, this dark time in my life? And as we open, you know, our life every day, we feel like every day we find ourselves struggling. We find ourselves just like these dry bones. We find ourselves just like this and sometimes in life feeling like we're dead. Feel like everything's coming against us. Our world is falling apart. Feels like everything's coming against us. And we ask ourselves, can I go any further? And that's what the enemy wants to know. Can you go any further? And God is asking you, can you go any further? Can I live? Can I make it? Am I going to make it through this? And today, I'm telling you today, God is here today. He has chosen you today. He knew who you was going to be here today. He knew who this word was for today. And today, if you're in this place today and you feel like you, you're at your wit's end or if you're at that place in life that you can't think you can go no further, I'm here today to give you encouragement. God is here. God is here today to move on you. God is here today to move upon your life. And God is here today to change your life today. Today, we can live. These bones can live. As, they said, as he said in this prophetic word, he says, God, you know. And what he's saying is, no, I can't do this no further. It's got to be you. And today in our life, we find ourselves in that place. We find ourselves in that place. I can't make it without you, God. I can't make it one more step, Lord, without you. And when we get to that place in life, we turn our life to him. And he will breathe fresh life in us. He will breathe a new life in us. And he will give us a strength today. As I begin to close, I ask us today that same question. Can these bones live? Can these bones live in your life today? Today, as we stand across this place, I ask you today to look at your life today. Are you at that place today in your life? Are you at that place today which you don't think you can go another step? If you're at that place today that you don't think that you can make it one more moment, God is here today to give you that strength. He's here today to open that door for you. He's here today to open that strength for you. And He's out to pour that spirit back in you. He says, pray, prophesy to the wind. And the wind will lift him. And the wind, as the wind came into these beings, they became new life. And today I'm here to say, God is here wanting to give someone new life. He's wanting to give them a, a breath of fresh air. And today as we begin to close, I ask us today as we open the altars, if, if you feel like today that you're at that place in your life and you don't feel like you can go another step, step out and let God do it. Step out and say, God has got this. I, I'm giving this to you, God. I I'm, 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 can't go no further today. This is all you today, Lord. I cannot do this without you. And that's what Ezekiel is saying here in this prophet. He's, I, can't, I can't make these bones live. But you can, God. you got this in your hands. And that's where we have to be today. We have to be that in our life. we got to be at that place in life that well, I cannot step no further. And I want you to take over and control. I want you to be in complete control of this. I want you to breathe life into me, a new life into me. As I open the altars today, I ask us today, as a church, I ask us if we will join, come pray, Lord Jesus, right now. As a congregation, come forward today and let's pray. And, and as, as, as each one of us, as we come, Lord, let us look at our own lives and say, Lord, I want you to do whatever. I want you to breathe new life into my life. And I want you to give me strength today. Let us pray, Lord. As Sister Donna sings, let us, let's right now, let God, allow God to move into our life, Lord. Lord, I ask you to Jesus to touch us and 